welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. I cannot believe it. I'm finally recording this episode. Today's the day my book comes out. I don't know what to say next. This is still so wild for me to process. I feel like it's only really just hitting me now. At the time I'm recording this, we are like six days out from launch. Obviously, I had to get this recorded in early so my editor can get it ready to go live. But for so long, I've been focused on finishing the book, marketing the book getting the cover done, uploading it, all of these things that I don't think I've had a moment to really process (laughs) what I've done. And I keep having people say to me like, oh my gosh, what an amazing milestone. I can't believe you've written a book. This is amazing. Like, tell me more about it. And I kept almost hesitating being like, "It's, it's just a book. Like, I've just written a book. Like, why is this big deal? And then it's moments where like this, where I actually pause and I think a little bit and I'm like, wow that is actually a pretty big deal. It's a freaking book that I wrote and it's going to be on Amazon and people can buy it. So of course, because this is such a big milestone for me, I wanted to dedicate an entire episode to the book. And originally I was just going to read like the first chapter, but I've had so many questions on Instagram recently about how I wrote the book, the writing process, the publishing process, coming up with the idea. So I thought I would do a little bit of a chat about all of those things and answer those questions as well as read you the first chapter. And of course, if you do want to purchase the book, it's going to be available in both a print version and a Kindle version, and it will ship worldwide from Amazon. So it would mean the absolute world to me if you did decide to pick up a copy or maybe pick up a copy for yourself and a friend. I think I'm gonna dive in and read the introduction because it really summarizes the book well. (laughs) my unbiased opinion and summarizes it best instead of me trying to I guess ramble off some sort of explanation. So I have a copy here with me and I'm going to read from here. This is my proof copy so it's still got some design tweaks to do and even though we're only six days out I still actually have to finish finish those design changes. So that's one of the joys of self-publishing, which we will get to in a second. Lots to learn and lots to do myself. But let's get into the introduction. I feel like I have a little bit of PTSD from high school when you used to have to read books aloud in English class. Did anyone else do that? Like we had this thing in English where you'd be reading a book, obviously, as a class, and we would go around and everyone would read two paragraphs. And I get it from a teaching perspective. It make sure your student is actually reading the book and being engaged. But my gosh, as an introverted, shy, anxious child, I would be just 
terrified sitting there shaking, waiting for my name. And I also stutter, which you may have picked up on the podcast before. My editor, my poor editor has to edit out most of it. <laughs> so let's see how we go reading this aloud. I don't actually have an audio book version of the book yet. So maybe that's something to work on for 2023. We'll see how this goes. Okay. So the title of the book is B-I-T-C-H Power, A Woman's Guide to Shattering Glass Ceilings, Building Empires, Making Money and Changing the World. Introduction. Does the title of this book make you a little uncomfortable? Well, in all honesty, it felt uncomfortable to me too at first. Bitch is one of the many words we have in the English language that is designed to specifically insult women. When was the last time you heard someone call a man a bitch? How about bossy? Hysterical? Slut? Whore? Cougar? Gold digger? Carly Fiorina, the former CEO of the tech giant HP, sums it up perfectly. From the time I arrived until long after I left HP, I was routinely referred to as either the bimbo or the bitch, too soft or too hard. When a woman is assertive, ambitious, sets boundaries or stands up for herself and her beliefs, particularly in the world of business, that woman is labelled a bitch. Living a life outside our prescribed gender roles unravels hundreds of years of gender bias and challenges the entire structure of our society. But the reality is, women are proven to make better investors, better leaders, and run more profitable businesses. And that's exactly why I decided to use this word in my book title. It's designed to confront you. It's designed to challenge you. And it's here to guide women to step into their power and change the world because we ladies have that in us. It's time to stop watering down our talents to fit into society's standards and reclaim the word that's meant to insult us. It's time to become the powerful woman you were always meant to be. Madam C.J. Walker became the first female millionaire in the 1880s by building an empire selling her revolutionary hair straightening formula. Meanwhile, Mary Catherine Godard earned her place as the first woman publisher in America in 1766. Coco Chanel opened her first boutique in 1913 and still to this day is one of the biggest icons in luxury fashion. There's no shortage of inspiring female entrepreneurs in our history. Yet as of 2022, only 44 of the Fortune 500 companies are run by women. What's even more shocking is that only 2% of women-owned businesses ever hit the seven-figure milestone. While some choose to celebrate how far we've come, I'm here to say it's time to do better. We need to wake up and realize that the rules of playing and winning the game of success are different to that of a man. Men have a thousand-year head start, and you better strap on those running shoes, girl, because we've got some catching up to do. Growing up, my favorite movie was Cinderella. From a young age, the content I absorbed told me to be kind, polite, and not step out of line. And hey, I'm not coming to fight Disney here. I still love a good fairy tale. But when we're told the same story over and over of what a woman's role is in our world, it has an impact. When it comes to running a business, you can't just be the nice girl all the time. You have to make tough decisions and you have to let go of that need of having everyone like you. It's unhealthy and not to mention totally unrealistic. Leading with empathy is a fantastic skill women can utilize, which we will dive deeper into later on in this book. But leading from a place of insecurity is a habit you need to leave behind. I want you to start believing that you really can have it all. 
the grace and kindness of Cinderella, alongside the badass boss energy of people like Fenty Queen Rihanna, former First Lady Michelle Obama, Bumble founder Whitney Wolf Hurd, and so many other incredible females I'll be talking about in the following pages. Being a woman is not a one-dimensional thing. We have so many strengths and superpowers that you're going to unlock when you read this book. It's time to say goodbye to the outdated feminine stereotype and start crafting your own unique path to power. A few weeks after the concept for this book came to me, I was attending an online workshop on how to grow your business as a female leader when another attendee asked, I want to be a boss, but I'm worried about being bitchy. I don't want people to think I'm a bitch. Here we are doing a Q&A with a seven-figure, yes, millionaire business coach who is a wealth of knowledge and extremely experienced, and this is the question someone had to ask. Of all the things that could stress you out about running your own business, from hiring team members, creating your product or service, launching, marketing, SOPs, cash flow, this was her biggest problem. This was the biggest fear she needed help with, and she's not alone. I grew up in a happy family. My grandmother was a nurse, my nan worked at the bank, and my mom was an art teacher. They also all left their jobs for a long period of time to raise their children. These were the roles women played in society, and my family was full of perfect examples. But when I hit high school, the world was a different place. I remember my mum saying to me when I was 16, Ellen, there were three jobs for me, nursing, teaching, or receptionist. In comparison, I had limitless options in front of me. In my eyes, I could be anything I wanted. Fast forward to the age of 23, and I made the bold decision to leave my job as a journalist and start my own digital marketing agency. Weighing on my mind has always been the thought. I wonder if my grandmother or my nan would have done the same if they could, if that was normal for women back then. In truth, the world has come a long way. There are more female CEOs than ever, with the number of women at the helm of Fortune 500 companies growing from two in the year 2000 to 44 in 2022. A generation or two ago, most women did not go to college, and now women own 42% of all businesses in the US. Since the early 2000s, women-owned companies have also increased by 114%, while the number of businesses owned by minority women has skyrocketed by 163% since 2007. But is it enough? We can't ignore the hangover of privilege and power that men have held for centuries. Since 2006, startups founded by women have received only 4.4% of venture capital backing, despite the fact that on average they generate 10% more income in a five-year period. The outdated and masculine style of leadership is also hurting women, with 43% of female leaders getting burned out compared to only 31% of men at the same level. And while the doors might be open, so many women lack the confidence in themselves to actually step through it. In my eight plus years of side hustling to now three years as a full-time entrepreneur, I've learned a lot of important lessons. In this book, I'm going to teach you the best of them. I'll be sharing my five-part framework for how women can step into their power to lead and create companies of change and difference. The five parts are, number one, belief. Number two, identity. Number three, talk the talk. And number four, care. 
And finally, number five, habits. And what does that spell? Bitch. This book is joining the wave of women reclaiming the word that was once used to insult us. It's time to stop questioning yourself and feeling like you're not good enough. It's time to step into your bitch power and create a life you deserve with companies set to change the world. With power comes money and with money comes change. Is it a coincidence that bitch rhymes with rich? I don't think so. I'm on a mission to drop the negative weight this word carries and flip it on its head. It's time to change the story, starting with another very important B word, belief. And that is the end of the introduction, which sets you up really nicely for part one on belief, with the first chapter being on the gender confidence gap. I feel like I'm shaking a little bit after reading that. That's the first time I've read the introduction out loud like that. I've obviously had an editor read my book, do my proofreading. I've also had my sister had a little look at the introduction, I think. But I think apart from my editor, no one has heard that. So, oh my gosh, I'm just really excited. I hope you guys enjoyed that insight into the book. I hope it gets you excited to read it. And for now, to wrap up this episode, I just want to talk a little bit about the writing process because I am self-publishing this book. So I don't have a publisher. That is why it's only available on Amazon at the moment, because that is where you can self-publish quite easily. And fingers crossed, maybe it might get picked up by a few other stores and websites. Um, but that is all up to you guys and how much attention you can help me bring to this book. So again, the link to purchase will be down below. But for now, I want to take you back to when I first started writing or first came up with the idea, I should say. Now, I have always wanted to write a book. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening who will relate to that. It's quite, you know, the life goal that many of us have on our bucket list. And at the end of 2021, I decided that to hell with it, I was going to write a book. I didn't need permission. And a big part of this was actually reading a book from my coach and one of my mentors. The book is called Girl on Fire, and it's by someone you might be familiar with on Instagram. Her name's Kara, but her Instagram handle is The Champagne Diet. I have talked about this book a lot all across my social channels. And again, I'll pop a link to that down below in case you wanna, you know, double down. I'll put actually a few of my favorite books. So you can do a really cool book order of girl boss, totally inspiring books from Amazon. But this book, is also self-published by Kara. And Kara has self-published like eight or so books. And she has also published a book through Penguin. And after doing that, she actually went back to self-publishing. So it was really inspiring to read this book. And it was either, I think it was towards the end of late 2020, 2021 that I started it and then into 2022. And that was where I feel like I unlocked this permission in me to be like, hell yeah, I can do it myself. I don't need to wait for an audience or, you know, to hit 10K followers or to wait for a publisher to choose me, I get to choose myself. And I think that is a really powerful decision or conversation to have with yourself when you decide to choose yourself. So that was kind of December 2021, January 2022. I decided I was going to write this book. But it's really easy to decide you're going to write a book versus actually writing and executing on that dream. <laughs> so I started thinking and I didn't really put pen to paper or anything at that point. It was just purely reading lots of other books and figuring out what I wanted to write about. Now, one of the chapters in Bitch Power is called The Power of Purpose. And 
for me, this is hugely, hugely important to your success as a business owner, which is why it has its own chapter in the book. And I've also used some case studies, some research to prove how much how, how much having a why and a purpose backing your, your business is important. And for me, my purpose in writing this book was to help women feel more confident. I've experienced sexism in my job. I've been talked down to by male clients or former clients, I should say, because they definitely no longer work with me. And it was really interesting to experience because I've always grown up in the environment where I've been lucky enough, I would say, to see really successful women in my life in terms of my extended family. And also I've come from a family where there's more women, <laughs> both with my sister, my mom and I, and then my poor dad's only man in the house growing up. And then also when it comes to, I guess, my extended family. So we, all of my cousins are also females. We only have one male out of, I think, about nine cousins. And also my, both my grandfathers also passed away when I was quite young. So my role model was my grandmother, who did unfortunately also pass away at the time that I decided to write a book. And yeah, my grandmother has always been very inspiring to me. She's mentioned in the book, as I mentioned her in the introduction, she was the grandmother who was a nurse and she is like a feisty Irish woman, or she was. She was just like so fierce. She wouldn't take anything from anyone and she loved a good argument <laughs> I definitely picked up that gene I do I do tend to argue if you <laughs> are a friend of mine and know me personally I would call it passion but anyway coming back to your purpose and your why I wanted to inspire other women to change their life to take back control and to actually make a difference in the world. Because when you look into it, when you look into the research, having more money in the hands of women does so much good for the world. Women are proven to donate more, to give away their wealth, to help uh, nurture new talent and young talent. And I think there needs to be more than that. And I had been reading books about female entrepreneurship and I really felt like there was a space for my voice and what I wanted to say. I also felt there were a lot of outdated and fluffy uh, feminist books. There's a lot of books out there, maybe not f feminism as much, but women in business. And there's this idea that's pushed where if you want to be a successful leader, you have to copy male leadership techniques or leadership styles. And I was like, mm -mm -mm, this is outdated. <laughs> this is so the vibe of early 2000s. And that is not what it's like in the world of business. Women need to be building their own version of success, their own version of leadership and bringing to the table the unique skills that they have as women, their superpowers. And for so long, we've been looked at like things with, you know, being emotional, having a period, having a cycle, having hormones, all of these things have been looked down on. And I have found the research and the studies to back my own opinion, which is these things are actually our superpowers. They are not here to hinder us, to hold us back, and we don't need to hide them or fight against them. Like how many girls listening to this can relate in that from being a teenager, you were taught to hide your period, to hide the pain, to fight through the pain, like all of these little things, like we should be embarrassed by it. I want to change that narrative. You can tell by my really massive ramble right now that 
I have a very clear passion behind my book. And if you want to write a book as well, or you want to start a business, that is what you need to work on first. Not about how to find a publisher or what the writing process is or writing tips or business tips or marketing strategy. You need to find that purpose because when times get tough, when you want to give up, when you're just lacking in any energy at all and you've got a deadline ahead, the thing that keeps you going is your purpose, your passion, your why. That is what you need to have in your back pocket to fall back on all the time or else your business is going to fail. I'm going to stop talking about purpose because I feel like I'm spoiling too much of what's in the book. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about that, again, pick up a coffee. And that was how I came up with the idea, essentially. How I started writing was a very slow process. So I came up with the idea in January, February of 2022. I remember thinking that in March and April, when I went on my trip to South Africa, I had this really beautiful you know, dream in my head that I would spend this time writing my book in the Kruger Park and it would be so peaceful. For those of you who don't know, Kruger Park is like a safari, you know, it's it's the most beautiful place I've ever been in the world, should be on everyone's bucket list, but that's for another episode, another conversation. And the reality was that Kruger trip was quite difficult for me managing workloads. I had this unexpected client project kind of pop up and threw my whole schedule off. But (laughs) what I didn't realize when I came to write when I was on holiday, I realized that I had so much more research to do and I wanted to make sure my book was the best possible book it could be. And I didn't just want to waffle on about my own strategies and all of that kind of stuff. I wanted to actually have good solid fact and research and be able to haha argue. <laughs> I just said I do love an argument. So I wanted to have my receipts to bring to the table. I didn't just want to write. So that made me go back to doing some more research for another couple of months. And I have this big research folder actually. It's still it's still on my shelf behind me if you guys want to see it on Instagram. Or if you go to my Instagram highlights on the book highlight, I've actually saved a whole bunch of stories from my journey of writing my book. So that's really fun to go back and and binge watch. And you can see my folder of research there. Then once I had the research together, it was time to plan the chapter structure. And I'd kind of been developing in my research a little bit of like a list, like I wrote a draft chapter list. And I came back and kind of reworked that and it kind of meant merging some chapters together, dropping some that were a really cool topic, but just didn't really flow with the framework I'd created. And that was a real process as well. Research and creating your plan is really time consuming if you want to write a book, but I really did enjoy it. I, it took me back to being in school and university and having to, you know, have a whole research folder for my history essay. And that was actually really fun. I'd really love to do that again with another book, I think. And yeah, that brings me to the writing process. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you find the time? How did you write the book? Like, what was the system? What was the process? And like a lot of things I say in my business, I do think there has to be a sacrifice and accountability. And you've got to be really hard on yourself. So when I noticed it was getting to... I don't know, like the middle of the year and I hadn't really written much. <laughs> I gave myself more of a strict time frame. So I'd started blocking out every single Monday to write. I wouldn't book any meetings. I would make sure I finished all of my work on a Friday and I wouldn't schedule anything in so that I had that Monday to write. And I 
loved that. I did that for quite a few months and that's how I was able to chip away at the most of the book, I would say. That is the real secret. You need to carve out time in your calendar to make this happen, right? So it also may mean that other things need to be kind of sacrificed in its place. You know, we need to gain time from somewhere. Another project needs to be put on the back burner. So I did have a few months last year where I put my podcast on hold. And that was also because my podcast editor decided to move on and do something different. So it was quite a good opportunity for me. I was like, I can't be bothered hiring anyone yet. Let me just leave this and focus on the book. And then I did have a moment in, I think it was September, September I did um, go away on holiday for like a week, so that also interrupted things. And then in October, I took a really cool course on how to improve my online course. So I spent an entire month doing this, it was a live program, so there were live weekly calls with homework and activities to improve my program to launch some new funnels and all of these exciting things. And I paid a lot of money for that program. So naturally I wanted to go all in on that and not waste any of, you know, that money that I'd spent. And I basically stopped writing altogether in October. And suddenly it rolled over to November and I was like, well, Ellen, you were meant to have a finished book by now. What the hell happened? (laughs) And I do think it's normal with our goals. We do fall off track. Motivation comes and goes. And that's probably the hardest thing about being a self-published author because you don't have a publishing company breathing down your neck. You don't have like, you haven't been paid in a book advance, which is how it works for normal book publishers. Like they'll get an author in, the author will send through a manuscript of what they want to do. And then publishers will either like bid or offer a, almost like a down payment. (laughs) It's called your advance. And I would assume, I mean, I haven't been through this myself, but I would assume if someone gave me like $20,000 to write a book, that's quite motivating to get it done. I have a signed contract with them, all of that kind of stuff. But little old me last year did not have that writing my book. So it was all up to me and my own self-discipline, which, as I said, <laughs> wasn't the best at some months. But it wasn't like I was sitting around doing nothing. I had just sort of moved my sights onto another project. So in November, I came to this kind of decision of do I push through and do the book now or do I push this to 2023? And I was getting really frustrated because I wanted to finish the book. I wanted to have it out for 2022. And I realized realistically, I was like, I just need to push it to January as a release date because that will just give me a little bit more flexibility and breathing room. And I also have to remember I have my agency and I have my courses to run. So had to be realistic that I couldn't do everything at once. So I pushed it to a mid-January launch and I'm very pleased. I decided on January 16th quite a ways out, but I didn't say that publicly just in case I couldn't meet that deadline. And I have, which is really awesome. But that month of November, I was quite lucky in that one client paused her social media work with me. I did full social media management for Instagram for her. And she was taking a bit of a pause after her launch. And I also had a client in October end a contract. So it was actually quite light on client work for November. And I just sort of said to myself, look, Ellen, it doesn't matter how much money you make in November. We need to carve out some more time for this book. So that was when I started really doing every spare minute that I could. 
I had a little counter. If you guys, again, follow me on Instagram, you will have seen this, but I had a little counter on my whiteboard. And every time I wrote a thousand words, I would update my word count. And that was really motivating for me, seeing that on my whiteboard, on my wall, in my office every single day. And I can't remember, I feel like I must have been around 15,000 words or just under when I got to November. So I had another five to 6,000 words that I wanted to write. Then it needed to be edited and then it needed to be formatted. And then I needed to design a book cover. So that was that whole process. And obviously we ticked all of that off. I had a friend of mine, Fleur, edit it. She's also one of my contractors in my agency. And we used to work together back in the magazine publishing days. So that was really awesome. My sister designed the book cover, which was also really awesome. If you need a book cover designing, I will leave my Instagram or my sister's Instagram, I should say linked below so that you can contact her. As I'm recording this, I have not actually finished uploading it into Amazon, <laughs> but that is a whole process in itself. I feel like I could record another episode on self-publishing if you guys would be interested in, in learning more about that. But I, I did sign up for some other courses, watched a whole bunch of YouTube videos. So finger, fingers crossed what I've done with Amazon and my uploading there will, you know, do it justice. We'll get it showing up in the search, get it ranking. At the time of recording this, I also still need to finish my final design and layout tweaks. That was probably one of the hardest things actually, because it was so new to me. I had to learn how to use Adobe Illustrator. I bought a template, but there were still so many things I had to learn with that. And when my proof copy came, I was like, wow, that looks really different to how I imagined. And I actually formatted this just using books off my bookshelf, honestly, and figuring out what was normal, um, measuring pages, measuring line gaps, measuring uh, font sizes from literal books on my shelf was a lot of backwards and forth. But I'm so happy with how it turned out. And I think I'm going to end this episode here just because I feel like I'm rambling and I want to tidy it up. But I just want to say thank you so much for the support. Even if you're not in the financial position to buy my book at the moment, the fact that you guys are commenting, you're listening to this podcast, you are liking my posts on social media, that means so much. And it really helps me to reach more people and get this book in front of more eyeballs. So yeah, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram if you have any thoughts or feelings on the book. I'd love to chat to you. Also, as I said before, or as I've said like 10 times, link down below to purchase it. And if you do buy, the most helpful thing you could do for me and this little old self-published author is leave a review on Amazon. This really, really helps in terms of the ranking of the book and getting more people to discover it. And also just like telling other people like, hey, you should buy this. It's worth the money. <laughs> so that is it for today. Thank you guys again so much for listening. My podcast fam is my favorite. You guys are just the best people and I love our little community here. So again, jump over to Instagram, say hi. Always love chatting to you guys and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.